702 presents the Locked and Down podcast with Cindy Paluta in association with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group because help is at hand. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening from me, Cindy Paluta, wherever you might be in the world listening to this Locked and Down podcast right now. There's no getting away from it. In South Africa at the moment, we're in the peak of COVID-19. The infection rate is skyrocketing. And while the majority of people are recovering, the death toll cannot be ignored. And it's a strange time to be living in. Nothing feels normal or right. There's like a strange energy. Everyone's on edge. There's no right or wrong way to do things. And every person's navigating this time in what is right for them and their family. But the one thing we all can't escape is death. And at the moment, it feels like it's creeping closer. So perhaps you've lost someone during this time to COVID, or perhaps you've lost someone during this time to something else, be it cancer, heart attack, car accidents, or even suicide. I've called on Ria Sajan Khan, who's a psychology honors graduate and a telephonic counselor at the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, to chat about grief today and for those of us that have lost people close to us during this time. Thank you so much, Ria, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, it's never easy losing someone close to us ever, especially people that we love. But during this time, during this lockdown, during COVID-19, it can feel somewhat heavier. These are definitely uncertain times and there's an absence of normalcy, which we all feel, especially if you've lost a loved one. I think the disruptions in the normal routine and rhythm of everyday life contributes to the lingering unease and sadness that we're all feeling. Not only are we mourning the loss of thousands of lives, but we're also mourning the loss of normalcy from seeing our co-workers to engaging in the mundane routines that we previously took for granted. And if you have experienced grief of a loved one, you will likely feel overwhelmed by the complex set of emotions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's 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 such a hard one, you know, to just experience that feeling inside. And, you know, now you've got all of this other stuff on top of it. So what are some of the common feelings or emotions of grief after losing someone? Firstly, I think it's so important to remember that although this is an extremely unpleasant time, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. This is grief. You may feel foggy, angry, anxious, forgetful, yearning, sad, depressed, the list goes on. But one One thing you may find helpful to know is that how you feel now is temporary. A few of the common experiences you may have or feelings are feeling guilty, a lack of closure, feeling a loss of tradition, feeling isolation, isolated. You touched on something there that is so true, a loss of tradition, because people haven't been able to perhaps be at the bedside of the person that they've lost because hospitals won't allow visitors or, you know, the tradition of having, you know, a huge funeral for the person that you love. And even for those who want to go and mourn the person, they can't go because they're not allowed to because we're restricted to 50 people or 100 people per gathering. So it's almost, Mm -hmm. you know, like you say, that anger that, you know, there's so many other emotions that go on top of it. Not only have you lost someone, but you're almost you're almost prohibited in your way of of how you're allowed to grieve them. Exactly. Because whatever your religious background or beliefs, these rituals and traditions that take place after death are designed to honor the deceased and to offer emotional and instrumental support to those who are grieving. So for some, these traditions may be deeply spiritual in nature. So not being able to perform them, these final rites, it can just be another source of distress. 
and guilt you brought up the word guilt and i think we mm-hmm. need to we need to remind people that you can't be beating yourself up at this time about the way that you have remembered or the way that you are mourning a loved one that you've lost because we are we are navigating very different times so you know if you have lost somebody what should we be doing in the early days or months after losing someone so the most important thing to remember is that when you are feeling this intense grief, self-care is the most important thing. So getting plenty of sleep and tending to your physical body first with healthy food, moderate exercise, a little tender love and care. Just go easy on your mind, you know. It can be easy to be hard on yourself when you are grieving, but just think of what you are going through and how you would treat a friend in the same situation or a loved one in the situation. I think it's also so important to try and surround yourself with supportive friends and family. Not everyone will make the cut and you may need to limit time around people that are not supportive. Some people find attending grief support groups helpful while other people find the community they need in their current list of friends. But resources are endless and there are so many online support groups. So there is a lot that can be done right now. And I think it's important to remind people that it's okay to feel, you know, after you've lost somebody, it's okay in, in every now and then to have like pockets of happiness. I think, you know, when we grieve and it's somebody close to us, we, we feel like we should be down and out about it 100% of the time. And it's okay to be down and out about it. And it's okay to be okay with it. And it's, it's, it really is a confusing time for all of us. But it almost feels like during this time... Uh, it feels like it's creeping closer. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody. Do I have to have known the person though to feel a sense of grief? Okay, so just touching on what you first mentioned, that is all about honoring your grief. So feeling it in real time. You know, some people try to stay busy and honestly, the only way out is through. So try to find a balance between turning into your grief and taking a break from it. This is something that many of us do naturally. As for needing to know the person, uh, absolutely not. I think we're all sentient beings and we can empathize with others who have lost a loved one at this time. I think as we see the death toll increase in SA and globally, it gets to us, you know, it hits home. So it's so normal and you don't have to know the person to grieve over their death. What I've learned along the way, which I find so fascinating, is that your body will tell you when something is wrong, be it physically or mentally. So, you know, grief, I could imagine, would have the same kind of, you know, it could manifest in a physical, you know, or mental way. So how do we almost, we can't block out the grief because, as you say, we have to go through it. But how do we calm ourselves when it kind of feels like it's all falling apart? Okay, so firstly, this links to anticipatory grief, which is the mind going to the future and imagining the worst case scenario. So to calm yourself, you want to come into the present. This will be familiar advice to anyone who has meditated or practiced mindfulness, but people are always surprised at how effective this can be. You can name five things in the room. You know, there's a laptop, a chair, a picture of a cat, a fluffy rug and a coffee mug. It's that simple. Breathe. Realize that in the present moment, nothing you've anticipated has happened yet. In this moment, you are okay. You have food. You are not sick. Use your senses and think about what you feel. Even if you do have the virus, it's still so helpful to go through these steps for yourself. How do you stop yourself from spiraling? We are in isolation. We are alone. There are people who don't have support structures or family around them and they could have lost somebody dear to them. And now you're stuck at home. You're working from home. How do you stop yourself from spiraling? 
So this unhealthy anticipatory grief is really anxiety, you know, the spiraling. And that's the feeling you're talking about. Our mind begins to show us images. My parents are getting sick. The hospitals are overcrowded. Or what if I get denied a ventilator? You know, we see the worst things. And this is our minds protecting us. So our goal is not to ignore those images or to try and make them go away. Your mind won't let you do that. And it can be painful to try and force that. So the goal is to find a balance in the things you are thinking. If you feel the worst image taking shape, make yourself think of the best image. We all get a little sick and the world continues. Not everyone I love dies. Maybe no one does because, you know, we're all taking the right steps. Neither scenario should be ignored, but neither should dominate. So it's all about finding a balance and just embracing what Whatever you're feeling in the moment. And what can we say to loved ones who might be grieving right now? How can we how can we reach out to them? It is very difficult to reach out to people in a happy situation at the moment. You know, you're stuck at home, you're social distancing. So how can you almost reach out to somebody at the moment who is grieving through a hard time? Firstly, I'd say to them and to anyone listening to this right now and that's feeling really overwhelmed, keep trying. Um, there's something so powerful about naming this is grief. And it helps us to feel what's inside of us. So many friends and family and colleagues have told me in this past week, I'm telling people that I'm having a hard time or I cried last night. And when you name it, you feel it and it moves through you because emotions need motion. It's important that we acknowledge what we go through. One unfortunate byproduct of the self-help movement is that we are the first generation to have feelings about our feelings. So we tell ourselves things like, I feel sad, but I shouldn't feel that. Other people have it worse. We can, we should stop at the first feeling. I feel sad and today I'm just going to be sad and I'm going to feel it. And I think when it comes to reaching out to others who have lost a loved one, just be caring and understanding and empathetic, you know, validate that loss and validate their feeling. And just listen when they talk. Because sometimes I have a very bad habit of doing this. I I immediately formulate my answer before I've had a chance to to listen to what you're saying. So we have to Mm -hmm. remember that people grieving are going through a very hard, hard time. I also see right now people are being so creative and innovative in the ways that they're reaching out and finding ways to help others. Um, I actually have a friend who has a bridal shower coming up and, well, her sister's designing the whole thing, but she's making these life-size cardboard cutouts and, you know, it's, it's so safe. You take a selfie with this, you take a picture with this and, you know, you're at the picnic, drive by. People are just being so creative right now. Also with all these online deliveries. Yeah, I think just access your resources around you. And reach out in a way that feels right for you and feel sincere, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. So Ria, you're a counselor at SADC. Um, what type of calls are you getting around people and grief? Okay, well, this is interesting because um, a few days ago, uh, I had a call with a 75-year-old woman that I counsel weekly, and she recently lost her cat. And it was just one traumatic Monday. It was all over the place where she had to r- rush to the vet and um, find out that her cat has kidney failure and she had to put her cat down. And for someone like her who lives in an elderly care facility, her support system are her two cats. That is her system at home. And right now she's she's coping with it. She's dealing with what she's going through, but it's still a loss. It's so personal. It's deeply personal and unique. And I think it still deserves to be validated. Absolutely. Every loss should be validated because every loss is real for everybody who feels it. Because for them, Mm -hmm. this is what I always say to people, you know, 
people say, oh, but my life could be worse. I think of this person or that person. It's, it's all relative. Yes, there are people with bigger problems in the world. But right now, your problem and your grief is valid. Exactly. And it's so important to feel that grief in real time. You know, I'm also reading cases or just hearing about family members of friends who are postponing like funerals and, you know, r- rituals, those sort of things to like whenever the post-COVID world comes. And we don't know when that's going to come. So, you know, live in the moment and feel everything in the moment. Thank you so much, Ria, for your time um, today. It's been an absolute honor to speak to you and, uh, and it's been great. And I hope that we have you on again. If anyone <laughs> would like to get hold of you, how can they? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And to everyone out there, stay safe. Um, people may have never been more open to the idea of reaching out. We may all be separated, but right now we can all deeply relate to loss and we should all embrace being alone together and work on strengthening the Ubuntu of our nation. It's also crucial to remember that emotional grief can translate into the physical and we should be wary of the signs. We all carry grief in our body and it becomes very heavy. We feel it, we hold it in different places and it's so important to recognize that there is an emotional component as well as a physical. So just feel everything in real time. And as one of my favorite writers, Walt Whitman says, we contain multitudes. There is no obstacle or hurdle that we can't overcome. We are resilient and there is no dark night that doesn't lead to a brighter day. If you are listening to this podcast right now and it does seem all to be too much, remember the South African depression and anxiety groups only a phone call away. You can call them on 0800-456-789. They're available 24 hours a day. They have a team of counselors on hand to help you through all of this. From me, Cindy Paluta, thank you again for listening. Be kind to yourself and stay safe. Help is at hand during this lockdown. Call SADAC between 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on 0800 567 789 or visit sadag.org before it's too late. For more episodes of the Locked and Down podcast, visit lifepodcasts.fm.